With $20 worth of quarters in my pocket, I'm living in the Retro Arcade with your most excellent host, Joel McLaughlin. Hello and welcome to the show. Episode 108, we're going to talk about the Fairchild Channel F, which is the first system that used cartridges. A lot of people think it was the 2600, but... It was actually the Fairchild Channel F. Now, the Fairchild Channel F has its roots at the Alpex Computer Corporation. This was a company formed by Norman Alpert. And Norman uh, was an employee of AMF. Uh, yes, they, the AMF, the company that now owns the PBA and many others. And his, his first job was inventing and working on computerized scoring systems for bowling. The company decided they wanted to move to a different area of the country. Norman didn't like that, so he started Alpex Computer Corporation. Later on, he had uh, signed a contract with Pitney Bowes to help develop systems for the Postal Service as the Alpex Computer Corporation, but then that when that fell through, he decided he needed something else. So they had some employees, Wallace Kirshner and Lars Haskell. They started to develop what will become the Channel F, at the Alpex Computer Corporation using the Intel 8080 microprocessor. This was the processor that came before the 8088 and the 8086 that we know so well from the IBM PC. And they were the first to develop, start developing circuit boards that had ROM chips that could be plugged into the base unit. Uh, they tried several uh, different manufacturers. I think there was a system called Raven that they were trying to work on at, at first. But then they contacted a buyer at Fairchild, uh, which they sent this engineer, Jerry Lawson, who was an African-American, who really became critical to the development of the Channel F. Lawson, uh, he was impressed by the system that they de developed, and he suggested that Fairchild license the technology, which the company did in January of 1976. Lawson worked with industrial designer Nick Talsfor and mechanical engineer Ron Smith to turn the prototype into a viable project. Jerry replaced the 8080 with Fairchild's own F8 CPU. Fairchild, by the way, if you didn't know who Fairchild was, they developed primarily... Uh, silicon chips for different things you know they started out with you know simple gates and stuff like that and then started developing their own cpu uh which at the time was the f8 well talsfor and nick ron smith were responsible for adapting the product prototypes complex keyboard controls into a single control stick and encasing rom circuit boards into plastic cartridges reminiscent of a-track tapes talsfor provided industrial design and Maron Smith provided mechanical engineering, collaborating on the styling and function of the eight degrees of freedom hand control. Uh, the control for the Channel F was this really weird thing. It was basically this thing you held in your hand. And it essentially was a joystick, uh, but it also could twist and do some really cool stuff. So uh, they developed this at Fairchild. Uh, they also got some art directed from Tom Kamafugi. Uh, I think I said his name right. Uh, the graphic who was the graphic designer who did the design on the 
video cartridge cartons cartons <laughs> easy for me to say and that was what started um uh, as the the well i think the had a different name at the beginning but it ended up becoming the channel f uh in america uh the for the system was first released in japan in october of 1977 uh, lawson uh who was the main uh the project manager for the Channel F, and he had moved on to create a company called Videosoft. He wrote software for the Channel F and other games in the future. Nineteen seventy nine, they sold the rights off to Zircon, who made the Channel F System Two, which is very similar to the System One, but also included the ability to plug in Atari joysticks into this system as well. So the Channel F wasn't nearly as popular as the Atari 2600 for a lot of reasons, uh, but it was the first that actually had cartridges, not the 2600. So after the break, we will uh, talk a little bit about the games and the peripherals that were available for the system. There's not a lot, but we'll talk about those and... Then we'll move on to discuss what's going to happen next week. The 1980s were absolutely the best decade to grow up in. We love to reminisce about our favorite video games, music, movies, TV, fashion, and more. Let me tell you about the Living in the 80s podcast. This is the one place you can go and revisit this great decade and have great discussions about 80s pop culture. This is where we talk about Marty McFly, Swatch Watches, Centipede, Miami Vice, Duran Duran, and so much more. Be sure to check out the Living in the 80s podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to check out our Living in the 80s Facebook page. Next, I want to thank our hosting provider, Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters is a great free platform for you to start a podcast on. If you are not sure how to start a podcast, this is a great way to do this. Spotify for podcasters, you can record on your PC or you can even record the show on the phone and it's completely free. If you get enough listeners, you can actually start to make some money on this stuff. And I do want to thank them for being the provider for living in the retro arcade. Thank you so much, Spotify for podcasters. I appreciate your support. All right, we're back. We're going to talk a little bit about the games and then the system variants that the Channel F had. One kind of unique thing with the Channel F was a lot of the games came with more than one game on a video cartridge. For example, Video Cart 1 had Tic-Tac-Toe, Shooting Gallery, Doodle, and Quadradoodle. Video Cart 2 had Desert Fox and Shooting Gallery. Video Cart 3 was Video Blackjack. Video Cart 4 was Spitfire. Video Cart 5 was Space War. Video Cart 6 with math was Math Quiz 1. And Video Cart 7 was Math Quiz 2. Video Cart 8 was Magic Numbers, uh, Mind Raider, and Nim, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> Video Cart 9 was Drag Race. Video Cart 10 had Maze, Jailbreak, Blind Man's Bluff, and Trailblazer. Video Cart 11 had Backgammon and AC DC. I believe it's I believe it's pronounced weird one. Video Cart 12 had baseball. Video Cart 13 had Robot War and Torpedo Alley. 
Video Cart 14 had Sonar Search. Video Cart 15 had Memory Match 1 and Memory Match 2. Video Cart 16 had Dodge It. Video Cart 17 had Pinball Challenge. Video Cart 18 had Hangman. Video Cart 19 was Checkers. Video Cart 20 was Video Whizball. Video Cart 21 is Bowling. My son probably would have liked that. Video, uh, well, then uh, there was a chess game uh, brought out in 1979. That was a chess game. I assume that's uh, on a cartridge as well. Uh, Werb Text Cassette Electronic Partner. That's a German exclusive. It says advertising. Not exactly sure what that is. Video Cart 22 was Slot Machine. Video Cart 23 was Galactic Space Wars. Video Cart 24 was Pro Football. Video Cart 25 was Casino Poker. Video Cart 26 was Alien Invasion. Video Cart 27, which did not come out until 2009, was Pac-Man. Kevin vs. Tomatoes was released in 2018. Video Cart 28 is Tetris, released in 2019. And Tremorous was released in 2020. Video card 29, the Arlasoft connection, or collection, I should say, was released in 2022. So there is a fan following for this system. I never had it. I have been able to play with the controllers. So a friend of mine had them. But the nice thing, and I believe they were from the Channel F System 2. So let's talk a little bit about the system differences and some other, uh, basically, clones of the system. License variants. The first one, of course, is the channel channel F. Channel F system two is probably the one everyone thinks of when you see this the channel F. That is the one probably everyone has seen before. License variants. Uh, there was one uh, called the Normandy Color Teleplay, which is basically a channel F clone. Admin Grandstand Video Entertainment Computer, also another clone. Luxor Video Entertainment Computer, and the Saba Video Play. Uh, those are the ones that I have been able to find uh, that were basically clones. And the only controller that it really had was the, the, like I said, it looks like a stick with a, joystick, a combination joystick and a paddle at the top. So that's kind of what we're dealing with here. The games itself, as you can see from, from what I just laid out a little bit ago, are simple games. Tic-Tac-Toe, Shooting Gallery, Doodle, you know, uh, Video Blackjack. Those are not complex games. Uh, they can be done very successfully and with very little uh, memory. And that stands the reason the channel uh, didn't have a lot of memory. It didn't have a lot of resources. had a, a CPU that probably nobody has ever heard of. The F8, and uh, that that's just a bizarre kind of thing when you look at to the library that Atari had with the 2600. So, all right, next week I am not a hundred percent sure, so I'm going to make a decision right now. I think what we're going to talk about next week is the Nintendo GameCube. Not a lot of people really know that one. They It's kind of forgotten in some ways, but it still has a real good following. It definitely doesn't have the following that the Wii had. I thought it was a great system. I liked it a lot. There's some that might disagree with me, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but uh, the, the GameCube was definitely a, a great follow-up from the Nintendo 64. 
and it just doesn't give as much credit uh, as as uh, some of their other systems do, in my opinion. You know the it you know it was popular. Don't get me wrong. You know just because I said I don't think it had the following. I don't think it had the sales numbers that the Wii has had. It's so it's kind of kind of like the the talk of the tick, where the Nintendo sixty four was awesome. You know because I had it, uh, <laughs> and a lot of people did too. You know I I never faulted Nintendo for staying with cartridges as long as they did. But the GameCube, I think it just a lot. A lot of people really liked it. I did. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that system that is coming up next week. So take care, everyone. I hope you had a blast listening to this this blast to the seventies. And take care. And God bless. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>